The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What up? With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. What up, what up? Episode 137, bowl season is here. We are going bowling, one of the most important times of the entire season, sink or swim. Time to see what we can do. A lot of games to break down, 11 to be exact, and then NFL Week 15 as well. We'll recap Army-Navy. We'll give you a recap of an abysmal week in the NFL for everybody pretty much all across the board. But before we do that, I would be remiss not to mention that the college, the game of college football, football as a whole, lost a legend of the sport in Mike Leach, who passed away today. He had been in a critical condition for the past few days, and unfortunately he did not make it today. Um, a, a pioneer of the sport changed the game. Basically, the originator of the air raid offense. If you look at his coaching tree at this point, you got Josh Heupel, Lincoln Riley, I want to say Cliff Kingsbury, a couple other names. I, I mean, change the game. You can't see anything but basically the air raid offense all across the college football landscape. 2019 LSU, the big difference there was that we started going five wide and started airing it out. Um, just a disappointing day all around for everybody if you're a fan of the sport, but just also he was a good, a good dude, um, funny in his postgame interviews. Uh, really beloved throughout the entire sport. So disappointing to see uh, to see him go. So uh, rest in peace to Mike Leach. Uh, so we got a couple other things to get into, but we, we tried to do this just a second ago. But, um, <laughs> My bad. So people want answers. We had an issue in our fantasy football league. It's a $100 league, 12-man. Uh, top seven, get in. Nick was in the eighth spot. Six and seven was one game and one game ahead of him. So if one of them lose and he wins, he gets in. He's got one of the better teams. He had dealt with some some injury issues earlier on in the year. So sitting in the sixth spot was Nick's brother Zach, who is on like a five six game losing streak now. Uh, had his own injury issues. Probably wasn't going to do much of anything if he were to stay in. Granted, he was playing the worst person in the entire league. Um, so there's just some there, there's some talks <laughs> of collusion floating around. People want answers. As the commissioner of the league, I told them I would I would at least ask. Um, Zach had Andy Dalton in his starting lineup, who was on by. I texted on Thursday and said, "Everybody, make sure to set your lineups. This is the most critical week. People are trying to get in. Um, seeding is at play. Everything." So. Zach went in, took out Andy Dalton, and input Jacoby Brissett, projected for zero points, the backup to Deshaun Watson. On Thursday. He did on that. Thursday, Correct. after I texted, yeah, fix set your, your fucking right. lineups, because people like to not set their lineups. Um, so he puts in Jacoby Brissett. So there's, there, there, there's just an aroma, an aroma <laughs> in the air, smells of fish, that you uh, potentially... So the question is, did you... Have anything to do with Zach Stone no, and Jacoby Brissett? I did not. <laughs> you swear? I swear to God. May I lose the rest of my best for the rest of my life if I'm lying? Okay. That's what I said. I'll, I'll ask. I won't question your integrity. 
you do you acknowledge how it looks though you acknowledge no yeah i even texted him i said bro well because i noticed it before anyone even texted in the group message and i was just like god here we go and then um (laughs) so you knew what was coming yeah i mean i wish i would have saw it beforehand i would have told him to put someone who's playing in but was he really that riddled by injury or was it just cooper cup well, Cooper Cup. Because I'm his looking best. at his team. Cooper Cup was his best player. He, he was doing well, and then it went downhill. Oh, I know who. But I mean, he barely lost to me the week before. Right. It's like I don't know what he he basically threw in the towel mentally, and what happened. I'm guessing. Well, he's in the he's already in the playoffs. And I know. He's playing but Josh. Yeah. yeah. I know. The worst team by far. I wouldn't have given up, but apparently he because I I we talked. I thought last week, the week before this past week was the last week and we talked and he's yeah, like yeah well too. so if i get in i'm just gonna get i'm just gonna get cream cramped. but it's not like you're putting in hours going to the practice field grueling like no it's like you literally you just, just gotta put players in yeah what yeah. do you what do you mean we threw in the towel you just you have nothing to lose except your i'm guessing if by when doing he went that. and said his lineup he just fucking nonchalantly did it yeah, well, I mean, Careless. he has a track record with the past couple weeks. But of, to pull, but to play, yeah, and that's the thing I was saying is like this is the same person that he dropped Kyler Murray, yeah. he dropped Aaron yeah. Rodgers, all to have Andy Dalton as yeah. his starting quarterback. Exactly. But to put in a quarterback projected for zero points, yeah, yeah. no, I, y- y- it's 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 tough. The to, only thing, like I would have felt really bad about it, but the only thing is, is like he could have played any waiver quarterback and he still yes, would have lost. I know and I went and looked at that but that's like I didn't know what I was I was like well if I yeah but there was somebody on his bench I think that uh, yeah yeah he had um somebody go for fucking 40 yeah um so there was there was a route for him to win so he didn't he just did nothing so it was a uh, McKinnon yeah got like 40 points well I guess <laughs> but it's irrelevant though it doesn't matter if he if his whole team score would have scored zero points it's the principle of we don't know what's going to happen just because it didn't go that way yeah but so like if, if let's say um Tannehill, which was the obvious choice there yeah to to pick up no, and put in yeah, in if he would have scored enough points i'd have been i'd have been willing to forfeit the first round of the playoffs yeah i mean it, it is what it is it, it and then you just basically no offense to zach personally but he's out i mean we do this yeah, every no, year. I, it's a, it's a revolving door of we've gone to 12 man leagues now it used to be 10 we have a solid 10 we have a revolving door of 11 and 12 so we, it's we, a serious every year league we, like no yeah i mean everybody ryan, knows their ryan shit. joined the league because he said he he was tired of playing in Leagues that people don't set their lineups or don't pay or this and, and that. And 12-man's like, hard because yeah. like getting a solid lineup in a 12-man, it's not easy. Yeah, and this is only the second year we've gone to 12. So we, mm-hmm. we've got a consistent group of 10, definitely. we have. It's just it's 11 and 12. Really, the 12th spot is just a revolving door trying to find somebody who's going to be a mainstay mm-hmm. in the league. So, um, And I'll say, I, I think he's telling the truth. Um, Nick? Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah, no. I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. I know you are. But, but Zach could have. I said, wouldn't do but, something. Like, I'm not that. Well, what first of all. Say? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, but not. Maybe no, maybe you didn't talk to him. I like so him. believe in karma. Like, I've been oh, at the blackjack table. But maybe you didn't. Maybe y'all didn't collude. But maybe, like you said, he thought it was over last week and he just threw in the towel. Maybe he himself just said, fuck it. I'll, I'll throw it in Nick. Yeah, and he's got know. a better chance. I don't than think I he do. was even paying that close. Like attention. he might, y'all might not have, y'all might not have gotten together and, and conspired to yeah. do it. But maybe he himself was just like, I'm throwing because I don't get. You got to be blind to start a quarterback projected for zero points. Everyone looks at their point projections. It's the first thing you look at in your matchup. The quarterback's projected for the most points typically, unless you are on my team. So it's 
That's where I was going to go, though, is where Nick was going, is I believe in karma. I think if if they did do that, mm-hmm. that would have been a pick six last night for the W. <laughs> I mean, I almost knocked him out with my fucking defense. <laughs> that <laughs> was an epic right performance by the Patriots, but... No, yeah, no, I, I said I would ask. I, I don't, I'm not going to... Uh, I believe you, but... No, I, and then, like, just look at it from the other... I don't like, believe that Zach just unintentionally did it. I though. wouldn't be like, hey, let's do this, and let's try to get away with something that's totally crooked. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way of disguising that to make it look like... No, yeah, I mean, it looks bad. Yeah. It it looks looks bad. So, yeah, I'm not... I don't think... You said y'all didn't conspire, so I don't think y'all conspired to do it. Part of... I, I... I personally think that he probably was like, fuck it. I'll throw in the towel. Nick's got a better chance of winning than I do anyway. He was on a five-game losing streak. So you you can't do it. You got to be blind to miss that. He was just so careless. I I believe that that was the case. We'll have to ask him. We'll have to ask him because I don't – I I feel like that is an all-time careless mistake. Like – No, yeah. So I don't don't even believe it's – I don't even know that it's possible. Oh, I had so many shots to get in. Fucking Rondale Moore. You're always the top three worst. I mean, Rondale Moore. My team's in shambles. My team's in absolute shambles. Oh, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, you say but that. But you'll, you'll win not. now because... So you just got to get in. You wouldn't know about that. You've never gotten in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm um, going back-to-back Mother League. Okay, yeah. Nobody cares. And the sleeper. Oh, yeah. Okay. What? If fucking... Who's if, number one if, in the sleeper? If the other guy, if the other guy sets his lineups, <laughs> then I have a first-round buy. But you have so. a first-round buy at what seed? Oh, yeah. Second, because I'm first. Okay, yeah. You'll lose in two weeks. Oh, um, I'll lose in the first round. All right, another thing. So we had to get that out of the way. So everybody, um, there's your answer. Take it for what it's worth. Would it hold up in a court of law? We'd have to <laughs> we do don't a deeper, know. A deeper dive and investigation. <laughs> I'm taking a plea. We'd have, to check, we'd have to check text messages and go through the whole nine yards, and it's just we don't have the capabilities. Um, this is kind of my best. I guess, yeah, this will be my best and worst. Best thing I saw this week was Pelicans. First place in the West. They play tonight, got the jersey on. Zion Williamson bet him 66 to 1 odds to win the MVP. It's already down to like 30. So bet it after the Friday when he windmill put a 50, a, a slam dunk contest 50 on Chris Paul's head. And then they come back and he drops another 35 on Sunday. We play the Suns again, like in a week. Um, the Pelicans are not even healthy. They're without their best defender. They're without their best scoring threat. I, I still I still give Brandon Ingram the most versatile ability to score. Yeah. When we get fully healthy, I mean, we're first place in the West right now. Uh, this is a game that I'm worried we might sleep sleepwalk through with the Jazz. Um, but we shall see. The Pelicans are the best team in the West currently. Yeah. Which is kind of remarkable. So if Zion Williamson wins the MVP, <laughs> man, I don't even know what I would do. Uh, but that's the best thing I saw by far to beat the Suns back-to-back. The 360 dunk specifically was the best thing I saw. Fuck, fuck the unwritten rules. I don't give a shit. Unwritten rules is Chris Paul should dribble it out and not go for a stat padding layup. Yeah, no, I don't. Seconds left. Who gives a shit, dude? That was dope. Well, you want, yeah, you want people to dribble. You want, oh, he should have dribbled it out. The fans went nuts. Yeah, no, yeah, they're paying the money to come see see that happen. Yes, and you got, you got, you got, uh, win the game. Yeah, exactly. Did you hear the Suns announcer? Yeah, (laughs) he was like, it's it's loud in here, but. I don't think it's that loud. Yeah, they definitely like have they were, like a, a sound boost in here. He felt like they were pumping in crowd. Yeah. yeah. Like when they were booing for Chris Paul. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> He's a salty for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. That was without a doubt the best thing I saw um, for sure. So talk about the best thing you saw. I'm going to go shut the dog up. Oh, did y'all see the, um, speaking of the MVP trophy, they're naming it after Michael Jordan. 
The NBA? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Who was it formerly again? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Was it even who? Well, it's just who the was Kia the MV, Kia MVP? Um, yeah, something like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I so mean, if you know all the LeBron it. haters are like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> yes. Just, yeah. If you're gonna name it after someone, I mean, it's got to be Mike, right? Yeah, he won it five times. Yeah. What's the best thing you saw? Uh, my I had his written down, the Pelicans and the Suns, but that was also my worst too. He covered all my best. Yeah, an honorable worst. mention though is LSU basketball. What's the guy's name? KJ Williams. KJ Williams dropped thirty five points and hit like seven threes. I don't know how good we are. We're eight and one. I think we we played a lot of close games. Uh, the one over the weekend was close against who was it again? Uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest, and the Plus only loss was to it's Kansas State on a on a questionable. It, um, it was the, like the, a one the clock, possession. The clock yeah. operator didn't start the clock at the right time, so they went back and looked at it and deemed that it ran out. Um, very well could be undefeated. I mean, McMahon came in behind the eight ball for sure after what Will Wade did uh, and kind of – I mean, what he did. I mean, it, he did what everybody does. So, But still, kind of the program was definitely behind the eight ball. He brought his guys with him from Murray State, and they're pretty fucking good. So KJ Williams specifically a thirty five point double double and he hit like seven threes as like a power forward. So yeah. LSU has potential this year, um, but the future's bright. So there's not really too many expectations, I would say. Do we have a postseason ban? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember hearing anything about it. They may have done a self imposed something for all I know. Um, but I'm not sure. But they've got talent, so they'll be competitive. Um, you said the best thing you saw? Yeah, you covered my best and my worst. The Chris Paul little bitch-ass elbow yeah. to Alvarado at the end of the game was my worst. No, yeah, Chris Paul. Chris Paul really is a fucking... Like, I don't think anybody else did anything after the dunk. It was just him running up to yeah, they, Alvarado they... and putting a little cheeky elbow right in his jaw. Yeah, Jose Alvarado should be everybody's favorite player. He's he's so good. Um, He's had to work harder he had he's had to work twice as hard as everybody else in the league. So, the fact that I mean he should be everybody's favorite player. He 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 gives everything he's got every time he's on the court because he has to because he's not six eight. So, and that's he, one of the most valuable things for a team yeah. is the momentum and energy it brings to the rest of your teammates. Yeah, hundred percent. He he puts Chris Paul, a Hall of Fame point guard, into a mental pretzel every time they play. It, it's yeah. re, it's remarkable. Uh, he's also clearly been working on his outside shot because he's become a legitimate threat from behind the three-point line. Mm-hmm. The the Pelicans, uh, just the future is so bright, but it's but the present is bright. Yeah. I mean, we got to see what we do right now. And Zion Williamson, just go win that, uh, go win the MVP. Um, worst thing I saw this week was the Skip Bayless Shannon Sharp oh, exchange. Dude, that was Skip funny. Bayless is such a fucking loser. <laughs> He is such a square. He shouldn't be up there talking about anything like the shtick he has with the Cowboys, but then now apparently Brady. It's like nauseating. I don't get how people watch or listen or entertain anything that this dude has to say, but that whole exchange was a fucking disgrace. The way he just waved off. Shannon Sharp, when he says he has three Super Bowl rings and he's in the Hall of Fame. So what? What the fuck do you mean, so what? You dusty fucking <laughs> goes, old bitch. He goes, put your freaking glasses back yeah, on. Yeah, people were not happy about that the way he said it. Um, 
Yeah, it, it just sounds so stupid, like the way he's defending Tom Brady and the way he said, he's 45, you had to retire at 35. Like yeah. that's young or something. Or like he, they, he's not playing fucking tight end. Mm-hmm. How many times do you see a 35-year-old tight end? I know Tony yeah, Gonzalez get banged up. Yeah, man. Tony Gonzalez went deep into his career, but that is not that is not the norm. I don't know how old Travis Kelsey is, but I know he's getting up there as well. Yeah, he's in he's in upper thirties. Upper thirties. Upper thirties. Yeah. Travis at Kelsey. least thirty five years old. Travis Kelsey. No, bro. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Dude. He's probably like thirty one. I'm telling you, yeah, have him in the 30, dynasty 31. league. He's maybe thirty one. That is. I, I, yeah, I don't think that's accurate. It could be. He was born in 1989. How old does that make him? 33. 33. Okay. So right. he's, so we were in the middle. Yeah, well, but you also said upper 30s. Said upper 30s you said so. upper 30s and we then said, said 35. My mind went to 38. Yeah, you, well, that's upper 30s. <laughs> he said, he said upper Brady's 30s age? and then you said mid 30. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but still, 35. I mean, Travis Kelsey's been playing for a while. How much? How many more years does Travis Kelsey have? <laughs> Judging so, by this, regardless year. to disregard thirty-five year old uh, a thirty-five year old retirement is, is crazy to say like that that he retired like just just the way he worded it didn't make any sense. He tried to basically discredit. You, you're comparing a, a Hall of Fame tight end to Tom Brady, the quarterback, like, and you're saying you're not as good as him. Like you sound like a fucking loser. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me though. Like he's you're not as good as Stephen career. A. Smith, and y'all are both trash. Yeah, he's done that his whole career, though. That's how he's made. It's a just so aggravating. It's just clickbait shit. It's getting people do to do exactly what we're doing right now. Uh, but it's like I don't watch his show. I saw the I saw the clip going on social media. I don't waste my time watching them just say these clickbaity things and, and giving them the views on, on the on network television. Like I'm just not going to do it. They're not good at what they do. They're corny as can be. I just, oh, I despise it. What is the worst thing you saw this week? Uh, I, I mean, I guess Leech is definitely the worst thing that happened. Yeah. But it's just so crazy. It still doesn't even seem real because just like we were just talking about it breaking down rivalry week or, yeah, or right after where he was talking about he makes the gravy for Thanksgiving. Yep. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean obviously he probably wasn't really taking care of himself. Yeah. So, um, I mean. We're but the the UFC, the judging, man. Yeah. Did y'all hear heard, about that? I heard about that. I, yeah. I don't like, know about the Patty fight. I didn't really get to watch it, but statistically, who was Blockovich fighting? How do you say that guy's name? Uh, I, I don't I don't even know. It's something with an A. Yeah. Well, I, I can't a, say it because he's Russian. Yeah. A- Akaleev or something. Yeah, something, something like that. those lines. Man, it looked like the statistically that he won that fight, but... They called it a draw. Yeah. Yep. I didn't watch it, to be honest, but I heard it was underwhelming. Um, but I feel like Dana White maybe made it seem more underwhelming than it is, judging by what other people have said about it. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. And then, now, that young kid dominated. Raul Rosas. Yeah, that yeah. was sick. Yeah. That's when I stopped watching because I, I wasn't going to pay for it. funky face. Oh, so, yeah. Something is going on there. That's why... Ryan was talking about it. He's like, he he said he might be the youngest champion. That's what he said he wants to do. I'm like, not with a face like that. You can't you can't market that. I'm sorry. That bottom lip, they got to do a procedure. They got to do something to try to tuck that thing back under the top lip, or else there's no championship in that kid's future. Um. All right. What was the worst thing you saw this week? I went over. Oh wait, yeah, that's right. You already did it. Um. I think that's all I had. Um. 
Yeah, that's everything. All right, so we will recap last week. Uh, an incredibly disappointing week. Army Navy, love it. Except two years in a row now, we've dropped it. Navy minus one and a half. Defensively, Navy dominated this game. Uh, a block punt touchdown, and then uh, what else happened? There was, I understand they fumbled on the one, but I thought there was something else too. Um, but regardless, they end up going to overtime. The first overtime in the history of this matchup. First play, Army runs it in. And then, yeah, yeah. So we got 14 points in the first two plays of overtime. And then Navy is back on offense, driving down. And we get a fucking fumble on the one yard line. The guy's having a seizure on the sidelines because he's so distraught. Bro, I fucking. That shit pisses me off so bad. Hold on to the goddamn football. And then you don't have to flail your arms on the sideline. You let your country down. Yeah. So um, I was pissed because, and I had a fucking funny feeling as soon as Army got that first play touchdown. Uh, it just it just sucks to fumble on the one-yard line like that. I was thinking one and a half, we're going to end up going to the third overtime. We're just going to start trading two-point conversions, and then we'll win in electric fashion. Yeah. No, I thought what was going to happen was that Navy was going to score. And then they were going to stop Army. I truly felt like that was going to happen. But, dude, they got to the three-yard line, and then they got so conservative. I know. Like, like it was going to be a – like, they were going to give them the fucking touchdown. Yeah. Well, it's I, like, I love the play call, though, to start over. Oh, yeah. The, the pass, finally, you catch them sleeping because you've been so conservative all game. That was a perfect time to dial up the pass. But, yeah, it's like – but the running back almost broke it for the touchdown, yeah. and then he gets tackled at the three, and then they go into no, yeah, like he was conservative in. mode. Like it's so that big. was so frustrating. And um, what's his name? The coach. Uh God, I'm drawing a blank on it. But uh, yeah, the, he's the, fired. He's Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah. He's they out. fired him in a locker room while he was still crying. Yeah, he led his country down too. So. Uh, just so damn aggravating because defensively they dominated this game. They were running the ball pretty well. <sighs> it is what it is. Um, I was on it. You were on it. You hit the over, though. Yeah. And you felt like you didn't get lucky to I, hit that over. Oh my. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't get lucky, but for people that had the under, you, in my eyes, you weren't unlucky. I, uh, it was yeah. an under game, but... It was. It was. Well, we I think were it was talking zero about it before in the first quarter, right? I don't know, I'm but I mean, it's sure. only thirty-four points. Yeah, it's like once you it was going to overtime. I was like, well, yeah. Once it goes to overtime, yeah, your chances. But it was looking like it was yeah. going to overtime for a lot of that game. For a lot of the game, especially towards the end, where none of the teams could score. I don't know when Navy went up ten to seven. I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was ten to seven. They go up. I felt really good because Army wasn't able to do anything. Their only points had come off the damn block punt. Yeah, I felt like but I they, felt they were I beginning to move the ball with the uh, with Tyler, with the quarterback Tyler. follow, and then um, they were the ones taking the risk, throwing the ball, yeah. and that's actually what got them in the field goal range was a pass interference call. Well, it's like Navy should have had a couple interceptions, like. I, I, they're playing deep zone whenever it was like third and 18 and they have two guys right there and nobody gets it. I, I just, I don't understand. I know they're not used to people throwing the football, but good God. They play teams that throw though. It's like, it's weird yeah. when they play each other like, Oh yeah, no, I, I, it was so aggravating because Nate, I really felt like Navy dominated the game. So no, they did statistically army didn't have 200 yards of offense. Well, they you had, don't get the block. And punt the touchdown. game went to overtime. It's like, 
Yeah. If you don't get the blocked punt touchdown, completely different game. Like, and then the kicker's got ice in his fucking veins, dude. I'm like, can you miss one? Like, I, I was, oh, I was hoping he was going to miss the, because he had to make the one at the end of regulation to force overtime. Yeah. It's just, oh, God. It's so frustrating. It really is. That, that, it was one of those ones where they, when they wouldn't pull away, when they couldn't, that's why I told him a 10 point lead might as well be a 50 point lead. Like, if we could get up 10, we're good. And they never could. When they couldn't pull away, that's when you just like, you just had that feeling they're just going to hang around and then some, some horse shit is going to happen, like a fumble on the, on the goddamn one yard line. And then they go review it a bunch. And I, I hate the announcers. It's like, Shit's so aggravating, but so all right. I go zero and one. Joseph goes zero and one. Nick goes one and one. The uh, the under streak, that drought is over. Um, so that brings me to sixty, sixty one and four. My lock of the week, obviously, was my only play. Seven, eight and one in my locks. Nick hit his lock, which was the over, and then Navy minus one and a half. So one and one, uh, fifty five, forty four and six. Still very, very good. 13, 2, and 1 in his locks of the week. And then Joseph, 0, and 1. Did you update that? Yeah. 24, 31, and 1. 7, and 8 in his locks of the week. Everybody, well, you're 13, 2, and 1 in your locks. Me and Joseph are both 7 and 8. 13, 2, and 1. Bam hit me up um, today and said, hey, my buddy's about to pay this guy for picks. I told him to listen to your podcast. I said, okay. He said he, said he wants you to send him proof. I said, tell him to suck my dick. <laughs> go, go listen to the fucking podcast. Yeah, it's but free. yeah, go pay. Yeah, go be a schmuck and go pay this guy for for picks. You're gonna pay him twenty five, fifty bucks for him to tell you shit that yeah, we'll tell you. At least, dude, picks. some of these guys are fucking crazy. Oh, with the yeah. amount of money they charge. Well, goddamn, Stu Finer charges ten grand. It's fucking wild. Yeah, but yeah, thirteen, two, and one in your college football locks of the week. I promise you, that guy out there charging you for the picks is not doing that. And if he's telling you he is, he's lying. So. Uh, you're not going to find people that are more transparent. We we answer for every pick. We had to sit here on our worst week of the entire season and just eat it on goddamn ruin my Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. It was the worst weekend probably of my entire life. Mm-hmm. And what did we do? We answered the bell, came right back. I went three and eight. I come back, I go eight and three. Snip, snap, snip, snap. All right, bowl season is here. Like I said, we have 11 plays. We're starting it off on Friday with the Hometown Lenders Bahamas Bowl. If you have not listened, if you're new to the podcast, we pick every single bowl game. We will have a side, whether on the point spread or the point total, whether we want to or not. Sometimes it's a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse. But people want action. People want to bet random bowl games on a Wednesday at 2.30 in the afternoon, and we are going to give you our opinion. So... The Hometown Lenders Bahamas Bowl, you got UAB and Miami. UAB's an 11-point favorite. Got a, got a lean? Um, Yeah, um, Miami of Ohio had the best rush defense in the MAC. They're allowing 2.6 line yards per rush, which isn't bad. Um, but they're going against a really good rushing attack, unlike any any rushing <laughs> attack they've seen this year. UAB's averaging 3.4 line yards per rush, and... 243.4 yards per game. Now, UAB's defense, especially the rush defense, has been a little bit suspect this year. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go over 44 and a half, and I'm going to lay the points with UAB. Okay. So, yeah, I'm laying the points with UAB as well. I got it at 11. Um, I don't know if that's changed. 10 and a half I saw today. 
Did you? On FanDuel. On FanDuel, okay. yeah. Well, then we will take 10 and a half. Um, so we're, we're doing both. We're doing point totals for every game as well. No, 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 no. no, no. He, oh, I, I just chose you, I to do that. Had to do. Yeah, no. I'm laying the 10 and a half as well. Okay. Um, what I have, two teams that want to lean on the run. UAB is much more adept at doing so. Miami struggles to get off the field, 117th in the nation in third down defense. UAB is good at moving the chains, and they also control the ball, 27th in the nation in time of possession. UAB averages 130, 130 more yards per game offensively. Uh, the game's going to be in the Bahamas. Um, so th- the thing about bowl season is you got to find who who find the reason why teams want to play more. Yeah. Find the, the leans on who's sitting out. There's always shit. There's always stuff that's going to pop up that we, we I mean, we do as much due diligence as we can. Doesn't mean we're always going to find out all the information. As far as I can tell, I don't see much of anything with UAB. I'm taking UAB minus ten and a half. Better rushing attack, better defense. Uh, I think they can control control the ball, control the time of possession. I just think it's an all around better team. The line um, indicates that I'm taking the uh, what are they? The Dragons, the Blazers. Yeah, the Blazers minus ten and a half. Uh, yeah. Um. What's the quarterback for Miami of Ohio? The uh, fuck, what's his name? It was um it, for like the longest. It was um, Gabbert. Yeah, it's but, him. He was in yeah, a transfer he, portal, but he's back. Yeah, he came back, but because no one wanted him. Yeah, but Avion Smith's been uh, yeah the quarterback for the majority of the season. But yeah, he entered the portal and then he did come back. Brett Gabbert. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know if Gabbert's been injured, but that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. So um, Avion Smith is pretty much their do it all guy. Leads the team in rushing, as well as uh has been the starting quarterback for the majority of the season. Um, what do y'all think about the coaching situation? In terms of? Um, uh, Trent Dilfer. Yeah, UAB. Over. So this is your boy's last game. Yeah. I mean, they're going to play for him. That's what I think, too. That's a part I took. Uh, <coughs> that's the reason I took him as well. Yeah. Um, all right, so it sounds like we have a consensus there on the Blazers. That is at 1030 in the morning on Friday. 2 p.m. on Friday, the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. You've got Utah. This is going to be one of the best games of the entire bowl season, just for the record. This is the only matchup of two conference champions. Uh, UTSA versus Troy, a ranked matchup, 25-24. Troy is, I saw it at minus one today. It's gone, it's fluctuated from in between one to two. Um, Two teams red hot, like I just said, coming in off of conference championship wins. This Troy off. The Troy offense is playing its most efficient football of the season. I'm going to lay the points with the Trojans here. I think uh, the UTSA defense has – it's not very stout. Um, it's not a bad defense for sure, but it's not very stout. UTSA's offensive coordinator is gone. Won't play a huge role in my opinion because Frank Harris has been there for so long. Uh, a very good player in Frank Harris. Um, you, uh, Troy's been – Lighten up the scoreboard. So we saw it against Coastal. They put up 40, I think, the last two games. They put up, I want to say, 34 the game previous. Uh, I think Troy's defense is more likely to hold up. But I think this is going to be a little bit of a shootout. So I am also taking the over 55. I believe in Troy's offense. I think you're not going to be able to – Frank Harris is really good. This is a, high, a high-powered a high UTSA offense. I believe in the Troy defense more than UTSA's. But I think that UTSA is still going to get their fair share of points. I expect Troy to answer the bell and be able to go back and forth with them. Troy would be 12-1 and if not for the App State Hail Mary. So it's a very good football team. Yeah, I'm on the same bets as you. Over and Troy? Yeah, what you got the number at? I got Troy minus one. If I'm being technical, I got Troy to pick them, but it was yeah. minus one today. What? Um, so I'll take the minus the one. The total. 
55. Okay. What do you, I got 54 and a half. It today. was 54 and a half earlier, but it's 55 and a half. Now I'm, I go either one, you know? Yeah, me too. But, um, but I'm on both of those. Okay. Well, we'll take 50. I'll take 55. That's what I, that's what I legitimately got yeah. at today. Um, 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 yeah, I like UTSA a lot, but I, I like I said, I, I kept, I, I was on them in the conference championship. Yeah. Game. Um, Troy offensively, like you said, they've kind of been playing much better, putting yes. up a lot more points. UTSA's defense, which statistically it kind of looks kind of good on paper, but they've benefited from going against a lot of backup quarterbacks. So yes. I think it's going to be a little bit different here. We like, I like Troy to, um, win for sure. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is going to be interesting too, because we've talked about it all season. Um, remarkably enough, Nick and I have not been on the opposite side of a single bet. It's bound to happen tonight, I'm sure. Uh, but all the entire season, we have not been on the opposite side. We have tracked every game that we have agreed on. We are sitting at 20, 11, and 3. That is very good. Uh, nearly 66%. Um, also, too, all of our picks are against the spread because uh, I see a lot of people out there that are taking these heavy money lines and then saying they went 1-0, 2-0. That uh, anybody can sit there and do that. I could be the I could be the sharpest gambler on the planet record wise if you're going to allow me to take minus 800 favorites. So all of our picks are against the spread. You don't have to question that. I put a whole video out because I feel like a lot of people are putting their faith in these fraudulent accounts, and it's it's pretty ridiculous. If you can't if you can't spot it, I mean, you got to wake up. It's like you uh, got as good as eyesight as Zach putting in Jacoby Brissett with projection <laughs> of zero. Um, all right, which side are you on in this one? Um, so I'm with y'all on the over. I'm on UTSA. Okay. Did you say one? Because I, I saw one and a half today, so I'll take one. I think there's even there's one and you, a halves and two. Right I mean, now. you can find a two. Okay. Yeah, you can take a two. Um. Yeah, so I'm on UTSA. Uh, you touched <coughs> on it a little bit with Harris. Um, he's very solid. He's consistent. He doesn't turn the ball over a ton. Now, I know Troy boasts a. He doesn't, but pretty decent statistically defense. he doesn't. But he will put some. He will put it up for grabs. Yeah, he will put the ball up for grabs. He did it against North Texas the last game. He's been he's been on the f- uh, fortunate side of a couple dropped interceptions. But the first mm-hmm. time they played North Texas, he he, it's just wacky throws that come out of nowhere. He lights it up the majority of the game, and then he'll throw one directly to the linebacker, and you're like, yeah. What the fuck happened? But, yeah, no, I mean, he's... And he can get it done with his legs as well. He's got yes. 588 rushing yards on the season, nine rushing touchdowns. Uh, a big a big number I saw was uh, third down conversion with these teams. Uh, Troy ranks 109th nationally. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much stock we want to put into that, but UTSA is eighth in the country on third down percentage. So I think, like y'all said, a middle of the pack may be better statistically than it looks defensively for UTSA, but I think they can get off the field on third down. More than Troy will be able to. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I personally, I, I think, I think Troy's had the tougher schedule. They've got the better defensive numbers. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I think Troy's also got the more balanced offense. Um, let me see. You said UTSA was what? I saw eighth on third down percentage, conversion percentage. Defense? Yeah, I don't believe. No, it. I mean offensively. But oh, they're moving. They're moving. Yeah. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking about defense. So they're and moving. That's why I was saying UTSA. I think can get off of the field. Yes, uh, on yes. Third they down. they are they are eighth. Um, offensively moving the chains. UTSA is eighth. Mm. Um. All right. Let's see. Which it's kind of surprising that Troy's that low because, like y'all said, they've been 
Yeah. They've been putting up a lot of points this year. Yeah, they got a good red zone defense. They're only allowing 17. They're under 18 points a game. Um, all right, this is another interesting one. The uh, Wasabi Fenway Bowl. So they tried to play this in the COVID year, and it got canceled. And then they the tried same to, matchup? No, no, no. The, in, in, it's in Fenway Park. Okay, Fenway. yeah, So yeah, they yeah, tried yeah. to play a COVID year, it got canceled. They tried to play it last year, and then the entire Virginia football team got yep. COVID, and they canceled it. So third time's the charm. There's going to be a football game in Fenway Park. Weather's not going to be a factor. And it's an interesting matchup here. So you've got Cincinnati and Louisville. Louisville is one-point favorites currently. I've seen it one and a half. Uh, It's one, one and a half. It's right around there. Um, So Louisville's head coach is going to Cincinnati to take Luke Fickle's spot. Mm -hmm. And then Brom from Purdue is going to Louisville. So – the head coach of Louisville is going to coach against his team. That'll be his team in 20. He's finishing coaching? I believe so, yeah. Okay. As far as I saw, yes. I mean, sometimes coaches do it. As far as I saw, yes. I didn't see that he wasn't playing. Uh, most notable player to enter the transfer portal um, for Cincinnati was Jaden Thompson, a cornerback. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Jaden Thompson is their third best wide receiver. He's in the portal. And then J.Q. Hardaway, they have him listed as the seventh overall player in the portal. He's a cornerback. Um, this is Cincinnati? Or? Yes, okay. Cincinnati. Louisville, really the only thing. Well, so Cunningham opted out. Cunningham's not going to play. Yeah. Uh, but in the portal was their third best running back, Travion Cooley. Outside of that, I didn't see anything noteworthy. Okay. There was a couple other people, but it was people that haven't really contributed at all this well, year. Their leading receiver. Who? Tyler Hudson. He's declaring for the draft too, right? Is he not up? Yeah, I did see that. Oh, well, I was talking about in the transfer portal. Oh, in the portal. Um, okay. But I think he opted out for the draft as well. Louisville. Yeah. Okay. And um, Tyon Evans, the running back. Yeah, but. For Louisville. What is he doing? He's going to the draft? I, yeah. From what I saw, because I saw somebody else in the portal, but it was it was um, yeah all all three that I wrote down were declaring for the draft: uh, Cunningham, Evans, and Hudson for Louisville. Okay, let me see. Why um, do they do it so? Or why why can't they just wait till after the bowl games to transfer? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Would do, nobody want them any? Yeah, they just want to get a jump on. It's like why risk getting hurt for the team that you're going to leave? I guess you said who. Tyon Evans. Yeah, and Tyler Hudson, who's their leading receiver. Okay, so yeah, Tyon Evans Tyon Evans is uh their second best running back. So they're gonna be without their second and third best running back. Travion Cooley's in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um so Jawar Jordan, uh, I mean their second leading rusher is Malik Cunningham. He's not gonna play. And then um Do we know who's playing quarterback for um Cincinnati? Is Bryant out? I think it's Brock Doman. Yeah. But Doman. they but they went to him in um oh for Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know. Or is it a young kid? Pra- uh what was his name? Prater. Yeah. I think it was Prater. Um I I would assume it's probably him, but as far as I, I couldn't really get a clear cut answer on it. Regardless, I haven't I haven't placed this bet yet. I lean Cincinnati though. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. That's where I would go. I, I feel like I think without Cunningham, yeah, Louisville is really going to struggle offensively. I know that Cincinnati, if you can run against them, then you can give them problems. But I just don't know. Without Cunningham, I don't know how. 
how well this offense is going to gel, how well they're going to be able to mix in the plays and really be able to do anything with the rushing attack. So yeah, if you have success on the ground, yeah, that's that's when you can get. Uh, mm-hmm. That's I mean, we saw with yeah. Tulane. That's when you can get Cincinnati. But yeah, I don't know if you just said this, but being without the second and third leading rushers, you have just your your one guy. I mean, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Uh, but then the quarterback. Um, Brock Doman was 14 to 21, 129 yards, one touchdown, one interception against Kentucky. Um, I don't think he played the week before in a win. It was uh, a win against NC State. No, he did play, but he went 12 of 25 for 153 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. They had success on the ground. Um Yeah, I mean, if you can't get that running game going, it doesn't help you have your leading receiver out as well. Yeah. Yeah, Jawar Jordan's not bad. Um, uh, this is a tough one. This is not one that I would probably take under normal circumstances, especially with all the uncertainty and the coaches leaving and this and that. Um, maybe Louisville's head coach, if he is coaching, takes it easy on his new team that is paying him money. Yeah. Maybe he, uh, I don't know. You never know. Yeah, I'll take Louisville getting points. Um, let's see, one and a half. So I'll t- I mean, I said Louisville. Fuck, I'll take Cincy plus one and a half. What about y'all? Yeah, that's what I'm on. Um, that's where I would lean. That's actually had what I had written <coughs> down first was Cincinnati plus one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I looked into it and the more I wrote down, um, I, I'm kind of staying away at that, and I'm going under 42 and a half. Yeah, I was looking at that, but – it's it's moved. Mm-hmm. It's like has it? What was it at? I don't know. I think earlier I saw forty one today, but really, I mean, at that low, it's like I don't know. They wait, probably wait, go. Wait, what'd you just say it was at? I uh, got under forty two and a half. Oh, 42 and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see forty one currently. Yeah, when oh. I, well, I see forty one and a half at one spot, but yeah, well, well, yeah, where I'm looking at currently, yeah, I'm sure you can find. A little different. Um, but so I, I mean, got 42 and a half. A I was kind of going to make that my number. play. but You were going to make it under? Yeah, but um, when it drops down one point yeah. on a, something that low, it's like, uh. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Cincinnati's going to know, stop the run, um, and make this quarterback I truly beat think you. It's just, you. I haven't seen this Both of these teams probably going to struggle to score. That's what I think as well. I mean. I think Louisville will definitely struggle to score, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, also, too, being without – your number one wide receiver, right, and Cunningham and the running back. Uh, They have a lot of contributors that are that are sitting out. So I was looking in the portal. Um, I don't know. I didn't see anything really noteworthy in terms of Cincinnati, like following Fickle or anything like that. Um, Let's see. I don't know if y'all did. Yeah. Yeah, you saw Grayson McCall. Yeah. He's leaving uh Coastal. He's going to play the bowl game though. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's that'll be extremely interesting to see if um to see if he is able to be as successful outside of Jamie Chatwell's system. Yeah, I think he will. Uh so yeah, JQ Hardaway, cornerback number 9 overall now that that uh McCall is in the portal. Number 9 overall corner um is in the portal. So outside of him, or I say number nine overall corner, number nine overall available player in the portal. 
I was looking at his stats, though. He doesn't have any interceptions or anything. He's got a handful of tackles. Um, so, yeah, outside of that, I don't really see anything super noteworthy. Uh, Malik Hornsby for Arkansas is in the portal. Yeah. Jeff Sims as well for Georgia Tech. There's a good bit of people. Um, all right, so so we're both on Cincy and you're on the under? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. All right, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. You've got Florida and Oregon State. Oregon State is a 10.5-point favorite. Does anybody have a lean? <laughs> this is such a tough yeah, game, it's tough, huh? though. <laughs> Anthony Richardson is foregoing the game for the NFL draft. Um, Jalen Kitna, as you brought to my attention, is a pedophile <laughs> and is going to prison. Way to go, John. Um, in the portal, wide receiver Dejon Reynolds, their fourth-best wide receiver, their third-best running back, Naquan Wright. Another running back, Lorenzo Lingard, is uh, – everything noteworthy that I could see from the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to take Florida with the points, plus 10.5. This is the SEC. Uh, you got a freshman quarterback for Oregon State, one that has not exactly lit it up. I expect this to be low scoring, 10.5. Feels like too many. It's still Florida. They have good running backs, unless they're declaring for the draft. Has anybody got any word no. on that? I, I want to say they're, they're underclassmen. ETN. Yeah, ETN's a sophomore, right? Yeah. And he's a stud. And Montrell Johnson. Is also a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I I mean, they've got guys that can run the football. So, um, shit, Montrell Johnson's their third leading passer. <laughs> Touchdown? No, <laughs> 0 for 1. <laughs> but he's the only other person to uh, – to, uh, Attempt to pass other than Richardson and Harvey Weinstein. Um, Harvey Weinstein. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Gators. I think it's 10.5. I'll take it. What do you think? I'm actually on Oregon State. Um, Like you said, I mean, they do have, Florida does have a good run game with Johnson and ETN, but I just think they're going to have to rely on that too much with the quarterback controversy here. And Oregon State does boast the top 20 run defense. And like you said, they do have a, a freshman at quarterback, but I think they, they, they still have a top 50 scoring offense. I think they, they can get enough points up and, and cover that number, that 10.5. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't love it by any means, especially when there's – It's a tough one, yeah. When there's um, quarterback issues up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? Oh, I'm going Florida. Are you? And what's the spread, 10.5? 10.5. All right, yeah, Florida plus ten and a half. You got any reason why? Just SEC reigns supreme. Yeah, I think it's a, a spot where kind of Florida underperformed a little bit after getting the big win against Utah to open the season. It's mm-hmm. like Billy Napier's. Gonna I feel like they're going to play hard here for the for for the first year coach. You know, that's what that, I kind of feel the same way too. I mean, I don't see him getting blown momentum. out. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Build on some momentum for next year. Help with recruiting. It's an important matchup. Um, it's an important game for them, especially first-year head coach and Billy Napier. Um, all right, so we're on 10.5. Joseph's taking the Beavers. Um, 
All right, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Never understand why Jimmy Kimmel gets a bowl named after him, but he does. This is actually a very interesting matchup that um, I will um, defer to y'all. Washington State and Fresno State. Fresno is three-point favorites, 230 kickoff. Uh, Weather shouldn't be an issue in California. Wait, it's SoFi Stadium, so it'll be covered. Uh, This is Joseph's beloved Washington State. Oh, Washington State, Mike Leach. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. I'll let you lead it off, Joseph. Why are you taking Washington State? Well, a little bit. (laughs) That was a good good reason right there, a little bit of extra motivation. Do you Um, have that written down? No, I don't have anything written down. I'm taking Washington <laughs> okay. State because they, they've only let me down once this year, and still they put up like 40 points. Um, but, no, Fresno State's a good team. They got, they got, they've been having Hainer back for a little while now, right? Yeah, and he's playing well. And, and he's playing really well. Their offense can just light it up. Um, but Washington State's offense has been scoring a lot of points as well. I think they can keep up. The over might be the play here. But um, I can't go against my wagon. It is an interesting number, 53 and a half. Um, they were scoring pretty well with Washington, and then the defense kind of collapsed. Put up 52 on on a, a Stanford team that I don't hate. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, My gut. The total is at 52? 53? 53, yeah. Yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> Shouldn't be that low. So my gut, I lean Washington State. That total tells you to take Washington State. Yeah. I lean Washington State. I like Jake Hayner a lot. Yeah. I mean, look, they won how many games in a row now? Seven, eight games in a row, including yeah. the conference championship. Um, But, yeah, I think they could struggle a little bit when the field gets shrunken down in the red zone. Yeah. Um, I mean, Washington State, the quarterback improvises, and that's how they kind of yeah. get a lot of their big yardage, but – so they they do pretty good explosive explosiveness in the passing game, like I said with Cameron Ward at quarterback. You want to take the over because you just think it should be closer to sixty. Yeah, but it's like, but I'm not. Why? Yeah, why is it? Yeah. Why is it where it's at? And it it's in a kind of an alarming loss against Washington. Um, Washington State won the turnover battle, won the time of possession. But allowed 700 yards of offense. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I saw parts of this game. They allowed 218 yards rushing. Washington had 10 penalties, 104 yards, two turnovers, lost the time of possession, and they won by nearly 20. So, yeah, the Washington State uh, red zone defense that that I've been, you know, high on all year, they didn't even – get in the red zone. Yeah, it was was just lighting them up from deep. It was so many explosive plays after mm-hmm. I'm talking 50, 60 yards, 70 yards, touchdown, touchdown. It's like literally every time you look up. Yeah. So, so as far as I can see, I don't see any Fresno players in the portal. I don't see any Fresno players declaring for the draft. It worries me with the Fresno offense and, and Jake Hayner's ability to throw the football. Um, what about uh, State? You see anything on them? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Cam Ward's a sophomore, so he's not Because they got some anywhere. guys on D, huh? That uh, are, uh, yeah, I, don't, I think. As far as the portal, I don't see anything. Okay. As far as declaring for the draft, um, I, I also I, I didn't really see much. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't see anything either. That's why I was asking. <laughs> but, yeah, it. I don't know. This is also an interesting one. This has the makings of being one of the better 
yeah. games of the weekend as well. Definitely. I like Fresno State a lot. I like Jake Hayner. Um, all, all-time moment on the podcast this year was Justin back in the Fresno State Bulldogs against UConn uh, without their core, without Hayner, and then they yeah. lose outright. Um, Hayner's a, a really good player, and he's been playing well as of late. But I don't know why I lean, I lean Washington State. I'll, yeah. pro- I'll probably take Washington State. Yeah, that's where I'm going. With the points. All right. Hell yeah. Let's <laughs> do this. Yeah, Joseph snarkily sat down and said, I know y'all are taking Fresno. That's right. I had to sway y'all. You didn't sway anything. Come to our side. Um, Yeah, well, you backed them against Washington as well. And they really, I mean, Gave seriously. 700 <laughs> yards on defense. Dude, I thought they'd at least get a chance in the red zone. Okay, well, that's not like... Yeah, oh, no, but, no, Penix struggles down there. Uh, yeah. He's pretty good. Penix is a deep ball guy. I mean, we saw it. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it would be that bad. And they still put up 33. <coughs> yeah, like, I mean, they can Washington's score the ball. defense is nothing to really write home about. It It is weird, though. I mean, y'all said 53? That's that's weird. I didn't even see it at 53. I thought it was in the 60s. Mm-mm. That's, that's weird. Yeah, those are one of those rat... Rat numbers, though, that you – they get a lot of people with that. I feel like um, – So it'll be 20 to 17 Fresno State wins. Uh, what? Not even close to the <laughs> the line. That would suck. I know. We push. Yeah, why would you say that? Because it's uh, my luck and I suck. Oh, 19 God. to 17. <laughs> Actually, okay, I see three and a half. 19. <laughs> I see a three and a half. I'm taking three. Oh, yeah? I'm taking three and a half. Actually, yeah. I haven't. I'm gonna actually place. That must have just changed today. I'm gonna place this as we speak. Um, so the Lending Tree Bowl is uh, my lock. It was gonna get out one way or the other. Um, there was no way to go about it. Um, the Lending Tree Bowl. I might have a lock in that, the, but the next one. I also like yeah. the other game, but I don't know. There's too many. Uh, okay, yeah, this is a hundred percent three and a half. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. Um. All right, let's see. All right, so yeah, the Lending Tree Bowl, Rice and Southern Miss. Southern Miss is six and a half point favorites. Um, do you have like who's in, who's out? Let me see. Not really, as far as I remember. Um. So freshman quarterback AJ Paget is going to be the starting quarterback for Rice. Okay, and has he played this year? Not much. He's played a little bit. Let me see. I can pull it up for you. They're, they're typical. The other quarterback sucked. Well, McMahon, I want to say, is hurt. Um, Paget has played. He's attempted 40 passes. 20 of 40, 339 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Yeah, McMahon's not spectacular. He's not anything to necessarily write home about. Um, Joseph, do you have a side in this one? Uh, yeah, USM. Okay, why is that? Minus six and a half. Uh, just because of how much Rice sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they're <I'm>, sneaky. <laughs> yeah, but their defense is not. Their no, they're is, terrible. Is like bottom one hundred twentieth scoring defense. But the, the funny nation. thing is, dude, is like, let's see what. I mean. Southern Miss's offense is nothing to write home about. I mean, their best player is probably Frank Gore, I would imagine. You know? Yeah. And so they'll have to get the running game going. 
So they're five and seven, but they're seven and five against the spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they should have covered against USC. Got lucky there, dude. They've been dominated in a lot of games statistically, but the score somehow they keep it close. It's so that's why this one worries me a little bit. But I'm also on Southern Miss minus six and a half. Okay, so y'all can. I think most Southern Miss is going to be able to run it. I think their defense, Southern Miss's defense, is the strength. Yeah, uh, the biggest benefit for them. Um, so. I McMahon was so bad, so if this kid wasn't playing in front of McMahon, then <laughs> I don't see how he's going to be able to do much, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay, like I said, my lock is in that game. So and I might have another play in that game as well, but we will circle back. Um, we got to break down the next one because my lock also could be in that one. Okay. Uh, the New Mexico Bowl, SMU and BYU. At, this line opened at one and a half. It is now five and a half points in favor of SMU. Uh, I messaged a beat reporter at BYU. I sent it to you. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, saw very, it. very unlikely. He he gave it a 10% chance that Jaron Hall plays. 10%? 10%. So oh. Joseph was on BYU, and he is no. disappointed now. No, I wasn't. Uh, Jaron Hall, highly unlikely to play. So insert Jacob Conover, freshman quarterback, who has attempted one pass this season and 11 in his career. I'm struggling to see how BYU is going to is going to be able to hang into this game without establishing the run. The defense will pick up uh, the slack. They will at least attempt to. But I am taking BYU. I'm taking the under 64 and a half. I am too. Now, okay. I mean, now that I know Jaron Hall is probably going to be out, I, for that reason, I was taking the over. And they got a bunch of, um, I'm pulling it up right now, but they got a bunch of injuries, a lot of questionables. Yeah. And, uh, BYU is the running back playing. <clears throat> I'm about to pull it up. Let me see. What side are you leaning? BYU with the points. Yes, I think it's too many points, even with the backup. Yeah, I mean, SMU's defense is so atrocious. bad. Yeah, they, it was, it's disgusting. <coughs> and BYU's at times can be equally disgusting. Yes, but they've also played some teams that have. Superior athletes. I mean, SMU, they got some players, but where SMU, they're not really that good of a running team as they've been. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning they don't have that star. Who was the running back? Ronnie Rivers? Or well, that, no, that was, was Fresno, Fresno State. Um, something Bentley, the fifth. Yes. Ulysses Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they don't have him anymore, so that's a diff- that's a difference in their offense. I think they just rely on the pass too much, and then you look at the BYU defense where they kind of been attacked is on the ground. So the strength is kind of aligned towards BYU here. Um, I feel like if you lean BYU, you got to kind of lean the under as well. Yeah. Okay, good. But um, I don't know. I was going to make this my lock. I can't pull it up, but they do have a, they have some defensive guys out on BYU. See what I can do. Um, but I was expecting Hall and and uh, and Mordecai to go at it and put up a lot of points here, but no, I'm I'm going to go under as well. Yeah, I got it at sixty four and a half. Yeah. Um. Um. They had a laundry list from what I saw. 
Jesus Christ, this guy I messaged is they have his tweet um, on the BY on the Bleacher Report website. This guy said BYU OC Aaron Roderick said Jaron Hall practiced Monday and today and still has a chance to play Saturday. Said Monday went better than today as far as Hall's health goes. So, so, he, so not, he took a step back on Tuesday, apparently, judging by this. Um, this is this is a notable beat reporter for BYU. So this is a, this is a reputable source for sure. He told me ten percent chance Hall plays. If Hall plays, <laughs> yeah, I will leave you so many bad reviews. This line says that he's not playing. Yeah, for it to grow from one and a half to five and a half. Yeah, they yeah. don't think he's going to go. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with the under. Me as well. This is so. Let, I wish this, I would have looked said. at this. This is the this is the blessing of the curse by us piss, blessing and a curse uh, of us picking every game, every bowl game. Sometimes you get caught. Sometimes it goes your favor. This is the the dice we roll whenever we uh go ahead and take games like this that we wouldn't necessarily take uh, under normal circumstances. All right, I'm a uh, um. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> All right. Okay. What are you taking? Well, he already said BYU. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> he said BYU. I'm caught between two picks for my lock. Okay. But I'm just going to hold off. Okay. And disclose both of them at the end. You're going to give out two locks? Basically, gonna- but one I'm going to declare one as the, the lock. Okay. Um. All right, so this is another interesting matchup. This is the Frisco Bowl. You've got North Texas and Boise State. Boise is a ten and a half point favorite, essentially on the road. North Texas is a thirty minute. So North Texas is in Denton, Texas, thirty minute drive to Frisco, right down the highway. So you could essentially call this a road game for Boise. A ten and a half point spread. I'm taking the Mean Green. North Texas. You like them from uh, college basketball. Yeah, but football, I hate them. So they fired head coach Seth Latrell after the UTSA loss in the conference championship game. Short 30-minute drive down the road to Frisco. I expect a decent turnout. I'm not a tailing green believer. I've been saying it all year. If if North Texas can contain the run, force him to pass, 10.5 points feels like too many. Austin Oney's been there before, struggled a little bit against UTSA. But he has the ability. He's got 32 touchdowns on the year. The strength of the BYU team is their defense. Do not get me wrong. It's a very good defense. If Boise. North Texas can uh, – yeah, that's what, sorry, Boise. Very good defense. Mm-hmm. If North Texas can sell out, kind of stop the run, force force this kid to beat you through the air, I think 10.5 is too many. I'm going to take North Texas, which in my opinion is essentially a home game. Night game, 8-15 on ESPN. Come on. Yeah, this is the one I'm least confident about. Oh, it's not my lock. That's for sure. I'm on Boise. Uh, pretty much f- from what you already touched on. Um, I'm banking on their defense here. Uh, now, now, North North Texas can score the ball. Um, I think they're they're correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're top thirty in the nation in scoring offense. But they average thirty four points a game. Yeah, yeah, they can score the ball. Uh, but but like you said, Boise State's strength is their defense. They have the 11th ranked scoring defense, and um, North, North Texas has the 110 ranked. Yeah, North it is, Texas. It is not defense. a. It's not that bad of a North Texas team. This is a North Texas team that in the first matchup with UTSA, 
would have beat him if not for a one a late minute left in the game magical drive by Frank Harris. This is a North Texas team that went on the road and blew out Western Kentucky forty to thirteen. So it's not as they can they can put they average four hundred and sixty three yards of offense. Yeah, I just don't think they'll be able to stop the run. Uh with Green as well. I think Alani and Green. I mean, we saw it. We saw it against Fresno. Boise only, only scored sixteen points. Uh, uh, they lost to a Boise State. I mean, to a BYU team, a very, a very lackluster BYU team. Nobody knows Boise State better than I do, and I know when there's a quarterback on the blue turf that shouldn't be there, and that's Taylor Green. So he's not a good quarterback. I said it. He threw two interceptions against Fresno. He had 175 yards passing, 17 to 38. He's his mechanics are horrible. I've been yeah. saying it all year. It's a problem. He showed out last week, though. Last week against Fresno? No. Um, who was it, Utah State? Yeah. He's not a good quarterback. Four touchdowns, no picks. He's a good athlete, not a good quarterback. <laughs> Utah State's not a good football team. No, yeah, they're terrible. But he had six carries for 91 yards and a touchdown as well. That's where I'm leaning on. Good athlete, game. not a good quarterback. Yeah. Those four touchdowns can be deceiving. What? How? how oh, far definitely, definitely. No, he only had like 200 yards passing. Nick, which way are you leaning? Six-yard um, six touchdown for his first. I one. don't know. I kind of mm. lean Boise, but is it too many yes. points? Is a question. I'm gonna go over 58 and a half. Okay. I think Boise State if you, probably. If, but if you're leaning, I don't see them struggling to move the ball. So I think it's up to North I Texas think if you to lean be able over, to keep though, up. I think if you lean over, then you think in North Texas is going to be able I to. I think there's a chance they. they then uh, they're covering this number. They're going to be able to at least put up some points. Oni's been there for a long time. I mean, you look at the conference He's championship, also like though, it's kind of. <coughs> North Texas has a better balance, I think, to them than. Um, Without a doubt. Than uh, Fresno, who Boise State just oh, played oh, and lost. Oh, oh. And there was kind of like a. At first, it was low scoring for a while. Then Fresno kind of blew open the door. I think there's a chance. I think Boise State's going to be able to run it on them as much as they want. I think, though, it, it comes down to. Um, Once you get in the red zone, though, and you got to start making passes. Yeah. I don't trust this kid. It's going to come down to if, if um, North Texas can move the ball a little bit. I, I'm going to say they can. So I'm going to go um, over 58 and a half if, if that's the number. It is the number. There's nothing better. Um, I mean, we can look and see. Fifty-seven and a half <laughs> on BetMGM. Then that there you go. Fifty-seven and a half. All righty. Um, we so the way we're going to do this, we are recording next Tuesday, but we're going to pick the games on Tuesday for you right now. So, what is what would that be? The twentieth. So yeah, we'll probably still. I was saying, I was saying, like if it's if it was around Christmas time or some shit, then when we record wouldn't be much of a problem. We could do it after the game, but that game will probably be in play. As, it's Liberty and Toledo that'll probably be in play as we are recording. But the Eastern Michigan San Jose State will be completed by the time we record. But before that, Monday, December nineteenth, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. You've got Marshall and UConn. Marshall is ten point favorites, and this is an interesting one. Um. How do you not take Marshall with the points in this one? <laughs> Who's who does UConn? Uh, what conference are they in? They're independent. 
for football. Yeah. Big East for basketball. Yeah. They should make a Big East football conference again. So I don't see how I don't see how you take the Huskies here. Yeah. Marshall's got the number one third down defense in the nation. They also allow 88 yards on the ground. UConn wants to run the football 194 yards per game on the ground, 106 yards, 107 basically, through the air. That is fucking bad. They struggle to they struggle to pass the ball. They want to run the ball. Marshall's very good at stopping the run. They're also very good at getting off the field on third down. I think um I think Fancher is just getting more and more comfortable as the season goes on. Freshman quarterback. I'm taking Marshall with the ten. I can't I can't take UConn here. I can't. Little tidbit. UConn's last bowl game was against who? <coughs> Marshall. Twenty fifteen. The herd won sixteen to ten. Hmm. That's the last bowl game UConn's played in. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a while. Seven years. Well, hopefully history does not repeat itself yeah. in the uh, point differential. Yeah, I'm going Marshall. I just don't get how I would love to have somebody sway me on UConn. Like I would mm-hmm. love to see the the like it's just, the angle that you take. I mean, you look at how they've played. Are they going to be more motivated? I don't know. I mean, a lot of people expect UConn not to win any games. Then they come out and they get they go bowling. Yep. It's like they played. They beat some teams that you wouldn't really expect. Liberty, which that is impressive. Um, that's the that that's pretty much they the beat only Boston College. They suck. Uh, they're not good, but I mean they they're suck. Power Five. Yeah. <laughs> um. <coughs> so I don't know. It's not one that I'm too comfortable about, just because Marshall has at times like. Oh, this will be one. Put up a bunch of fucking yards, but not been able to make it turn into a lot of points at times. So. This is the prototypical horseshit game. Yeah. Marshall will dominate the scoreboard. I mean, the uh, the, the, the stat score. sheet. Yeah. And stall out, have fumbles in the red zone, this and that. And they'll <laughs> win by six. It'll be 16 to 10. I already fucking know <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, they'll have but fucking I can't, I can't take 550 UConn. yards of offense but only score 17 points. Yeah, because I'm taking Marshall, they're going to win by six, like Joseph just said. If I take UConn, Marshall will win by 40. Yeah, UConn won't pass the 50-yard line if I take UConn, but I can't do it. So here we are. The total sits at 41, so they're not expecting Marshall to really put too many points up on the board. They're obviously giving credit to UConn's defense, which is not bad, but I can't do it. Um, all right, so sounds like we have a consensus there. You're also on Marshall? Mm-mm. Oh, you're taking UConn? No, under That's 41. A, that is such a low number. Yeah, it is, but I mean – I could see history repeating itself here, just like you just said. Uh, and you both touched on it. This is one of those games where, like, UConn probably will hang in there because Marshall won't be able to score. Um, but Yeah, but you can't UConn definitely won't be able to score on Marshall. Only, now I feel like Marshall's going to put up 50. You're going under 40. Only, only I yeah. can reverse jinx the games like that. You can't agree with the reverse jinx. All right. I'm just saying it negates it. Whatever. That's just the way it works. I don't make the rules. Um... <clears throat> But, yeah, I mean, realistically, I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, Tuesday, December 20th, 2.30 p.m., the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Eastern Michigan, San Jose State. I do not have much for this game. San Jose State, three-and-a-half-point favorites. The total sits at 54-and-a-half. I would love to be swayed. 
Yeah, man. It's a tough game. <coughs> uh, Chase Cordero, former Hawaii quarterback, is San Jose State's quarterback. Does anybody have a lean at all? Um, I'm going Eastern Michigan. Okay. Plus three and a half. Why is that? Um, just because of how they've been playing. Uh, they got they got hot here recently with uh, Taylor Powell and Samson Evans controlling this offense. Um, on the other hand, San, San Jose State does have uh, a pretty good defense, mm-hmm. uh, ranking 22nd in scoring defense and 45th in passing yards allowed. So a little bit ahead of middle of the pack up there in scoring defense, but uh, I'm, I'm, I like the momentum here for the, for the Eagles. They've okay. been playing well these past couple of games, so I think they'll roll it into their bowl game. Okay. Um, what are you leaning? Not much to sway you, but it's just. Um, I like Cordero, and he's having a he's. I'm going to take San Jose State. Honestly, Cordero's taking care of the ball. Only four interceptions. I don't know. I don't know enough about these two teams. Um, I don't have anything to dispute what Joseph just said. Um, the better defense appears to be San Jose State. Yes, and. Yeah, I'm going to back Cordero. See, I didn't get to see too much um, San Jose State this year. I saw the very end of the Utah State-San Jose State game. There's, um, and Utah State, I think, might have won it mm-hmm. the very end. But um, They did, 35-31. Oh, shit. This is the hardest one now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cordero. I got to game. see Eastern Michigan against Central Michigan. They kind of it was more like Central Michigan was um just sucking, giving them all the giving Eastern Michigan a bunch of opportunities. But mm-hmm. Cordero had 257 yards, four touchdowns, no picks in the San Jose State versus Utah State game. Guy used to sling it around up there in Pineapple Land, so I am going to back him. Um, I'm going under 54 and a half. Okay. But I want to really take San Jose State's uh, team total under. But I can't well, find great. it yet. <laughs> um, this game is in Boise, too. Well, a famous Idaho Potato Bowl. So, on the blue turf. Um, what time is it for? Uh, 2.30. Yeah, 2.30. Why do they do this? Yeah. What do you mean? Put a 2.30... Yeah. I'm off that day. On a Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday. Shit, I don't know if yeah. I'm off that day. I thought that was Thursday. Um, I'm cool with that. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. Especially if I'm off. Earlier the better. <laughs> um. All right, 630. The com Boca Raton Bowl. Liberty, Toledo. Toledo is four and a half point favorites. I... Do you, do so, you have any information on uh what's his name? Um, the head coach. No, um, the quarterback, Finn. Uh, yeah, Finn. Because they said he was in a boot. Is it Dequan Finn? Dequan Finn. Um, I don't like him at all. I know that. Yeah, I mean they've been playing Gleason a good amount this year too. Yeah. So well, I was on Ohio. I go fucking eight and three, and uh, I could have, I, dude, I could have nearly ran the table in conference championship week. Ohio was a bad pick. Uh, but I said I was picking every single one. But Finn didn't exactly light it up. Ohio just couldn't do no. shit on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was a low-scoring game, huh? 17-7, to seven, yeah. yeah. I 
So Liberty's coach is where? Auburn? Auburn. Hugh Freeze? Yep. I don't know who's taking over at Liberty. Do you know? No, but they kind of fell apart there at the they end. They did. Yeah. Three yeah. straight three straight. To losses. lose that bad as 24-point favorites to New Mexico State? Yeah. So, But Toledo historically underachieves. They have the most talent in the MAC, and they, they won it this year. They typically don't. They have typically underachieved. Also, their coach has been implemented or, or has been um, intertwined with a potential head coaching job elsewhere. So that's what I was going to ask if anybody had any news on that, but his name was definitely floating around. No, I don't. Um, I'm going Toledo minus four and a half. Um, basically what y'all just said, I mean, this is a team who's falling apart right now. Like you just said, I mean, they just lost to two very bad teams in UConn and, and New Mexico State. <clears throat> Even if Gleason's out there, Finn doesn't really, I don't think it makes much of a difference. I think they'll be able to do enough to cover that number. Finn provides mobility, though. Yeah. Um, at five? Dude, I really don't like Toledo. Like, I was, I, was on, I was on Ohio in the championship. I'm probably going to take Liberty with the points. Um. Yeah, I see a four and a half. I also see a five. So one of us is going to do good. <laughs> I hope it's me. <laughs> um. Let me see. Yeah, I got I got five right there. Okay. So give me the flames plus five. Which side are you leaning, Nick? Liberty. Okay. <laughs> liberty, liberty, liberty. Um. It's tough. I don't even know. Three three quarterbacks played last game. Four. Yeah. Well, oh, it's very tough. Yeah, no, there, there, there's there's games we feel good about, and then there's games that are tough. <laughs> I mean, no other way and to I'll put it. I'll get a better idea later on once more news and shit breaks. But Yep. Um, Who do I go with over on this one? Eastern Michigan? Yeah. No, you went under. Okay. I don't know if that's a sign, but... <laughs> Yeah, you got to take the over now. Did I? Dude, I fucking, I bet so much shit twice on accident sometimes. Did I? T no, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I'm about to bet shit that I'm not. Okay. Um. All we got left is locks, correct? Yeah, I accidentally covered mine, but. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I um, thought we were just going through, like, because I don't remember y'all not covering one. I said I, the Lending Tree Bowl. I, said, I held off because I said it's my lock. Yeah, it, we were going to say the same stuff. That's all right. No. Um, all right, are you ready? Yeah, I got two locks. Oh, here we go. Wait, you, have you decided which one is which? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so should I go first then? Uh, let's see if I'm on your lock first. I'm sure you are. So you want me to go first, because or you want you to go first? I'll go first. Okay, three, two, one. Most important bets of the week. Um, yeah, I was debating. I am taking the under forty-six and a half in Rice versus Southern Miss, but I'm gonna go with BYU plus five and a half as the lock of the week. Oh, okay. Well, I'm on under forty-six and a half as my lock of the week. But said, yeah, no. Well, when you said you were on it, I knew I kind of knew that was coming, so I yeah. was like, I'll just go with BYU. So there's three three separate locks. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah. Um, reason being, like like I touched on 
very sparingly when uh, we were talking about it. Freshman quarterback A.J. Paget is going to be starting for Rice. Rice wants to run the ball. They want to control the time of possession. They're 13th in the nation in time of possession. That's a There's a lot of unknown with Paget at quarterback. Literally has had little to no um, experience. He did play against North Texas. Was average at best, 13-22, 229 yards, one touchdown, one pick. I don't see it drastically changing their style of play. These are two lackluster offenses. Weather shouldn't be a factor. 40% chance of rain, little to no wind. Even with that, I'm taking the under 46.5. Both of these teams want to run the ball. Rice is very slow. Um, I think the under 46.5 is your best your best value bet of the week. And so your lock is BYU yeah. plus 5.5. I just think I think they're going to be able to run, establish the run. And even if the the backup quarterback again, he's a freshman, um, but there still should he should still be able to find some success against a very porous SMU defense. Okay, and Joseph, your lock is what? It was uh, the under in Cincinnati Louisville. A lot of talent missing. Okay, um, Cincinnati boasting uh, the top total in scoring defense in the AAC, and their offense has been a bit stagnant this year as well. Louisville's got a very good defensive line. I think it's a recipe for the under here, even though it's a low number. Okay. So there you go. That is our locks for the beginning of bowl season um, and, and all of our bets. We will recap. Uh, give me UAB minus 10.5. Troy minus 1. Full disclosure, I thought about making Troy my lock. I like Troy a lot. Troy minus 1. The over 55. Cincinnati plus 1.5. Florida plus 10.5. Washington plus three and a half in the New Mexico Bowl under 64 and a half SMU BYU Frisco Bowl North Texas plus 10 and a half Myrtle Beach Bowl Marshall minus 10 the famous Idaho Potato Bowl San Jose State minus three and a half roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl Liberty plus five and then my lock of the week in the Lending Tree Bowl, a snooze fest of a game, Rice versus Southern Miss, the under 46 and a half. I'm going UAB minus 10 and a half, the Miami of Ohio UAB over 44 and a half. I have the UTSA Troy over 55. <laughs> I have Troy minus one and a half. I have Cincinnati. Plus one and a half, Florida plus ten and a half, Washington State plus three, Southern Miss minus six and a half, the Rice Southern Miss under forty six and a half. I'm going with BYU plus five and a half as my lock of the week. Um, North Texas versus Boise State. I'm going over fifty seven and a half. Marshall. I'm taking Marshall minus ten. Eastern Michigan, San Jose State. I'm going under 54 and a half. And then in the Boca Raton Bowl, I'm going Liberty plus four and a half okay. or five, whatever it is. Joseph. I'm going UAB minus 10 and a half. UTSA Troy over 55 and UTSA plus one. Oregon State minus 10 and a half over Florida. Washington State plus three and a half over Fresno State. I'm going Southern Miss minus six and a half over Rice. I'm going SMU BYU. I'm going. I switched up to the under sixty four and a half. Boise State minus ten and a half over North Texas. UConn, UConn Marshall under forty one. 
Eastern Michigan plus three and a half over San Jose State. Toledo minus four and a half over Liberty. And my lock of the week is Cincinnati and Louisville under 42 and a half. There you go. That is our best bets for the opening week of bowl season. 11 games. We got more than 11 bets. Got to get off on the right foot. Um, any questions on it? I mean, we touched on every game. Any, any questions on anything that we didn't touch on specifically, you can reach out to us and we will give you our honest opinion. NFL Week 15, we've reached the part where we have Saturday NFL games, three of them to be exact. We will recap last week, and then we will make our move our attention to the Thursday night game. Uh, so I go one and three, and it took some Baker Mayfield magic to to save me from an zero and four. Rams plus six, Baker. I mean, my God. Well, I mean, one that was awesome to see. You got to admit. Yeah, you were on the over. So I mean, regardless, that field goal fest. Yes, uh, but just from an unbiased standpoint. That was very cool to see, and I had a feeling it was going to happen. Why they played press coverage right down there, no yeah. idea. Perfect ball, though. Uh, Rams plus six. They win by one. What is not being talked about enough is the fact that the Saints had a 16-3 to lead with three minutes to go in the game and lost 17-16, to and then the Raiders had a 16-3 to lead with three minutes to go in the game and lost the exact same way, 17-16. to Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Uh-huh. Um. Buccaneers plus three and a half. God damn it. I felt like Brock Purdy would struggle. He didn't. The Buccaneers are dog shit. Tom Brady sucks. I've been saying it all goddamn year. I just felt like they got lucky to get that win against us. Incredibly lucky. And then I felt like with Garoppolo getting hurt, I didn't think that Brock Purdy was going to have as much success as he did. I felt like it was a good spot for the Bucs. That it was not. Yeah, I ended got, up betting the Bucks as well. They got fucking <laughs> shit. On that them. was fucking. Can this terrible. old bitch just retire? Tom Brady is a sack of shit. The Buccaneers suck. Giants plus seven got fucking killed. <laughs> um, the Giants also suck. They let Philly drop a forty-eight, nearly a fifty burger on their head. Um, good God, I mean, just a horrible, horrible pick. The the Eagles are the best team in football. In my opinion. Yeah. I'm taking the Eagles against the Chiefs today. Will that, will that be the case come playoff time? I like the Bengals. Bengals, man. I, I love the, the Bills Bengals. are really good. I, I love the Bengals at 28 to 1 odds. But they're kind of struggling. I bet the Bengals at 28 yeah. to 1 odds. That's a good bet. Because it, it, Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he is. You won't hear any argument from him. Jamar <laughs> Chase is the best wide receiver. Mm. Shout out to his mom. Yeah. Imagine if no, um, I know his mom. So um, she told me that 2019 LSU was going to win the national championship and be the yeah, best team of all time. Yeah, she told you Jamar, Jamar she, was going to shine. She said he was going to be the best wide receiver in the country. I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> I right, said, sure. Right, lady. Uh, she was right. Um, I'm about to – I should say, hey, how do you feel about the Bengals' chances uh, this year? Um, yeah, 28 to 1 odds. If I'm being completely honest, though, I bet half as much as I normally do on my future bets. So – Still win a pretty penny. Um, but, yeah, the Bengals are really fucking good. So, Giants plus seven, they suck. They suck really bad. Dolphins minus three, my lock of the week. It was also Nick's lock of the week. It was this harmonious moment where um, we had the same lock, which typically this season has been a really good sign. It wasn't. The Dolphins suck. Tua sucks. Uh, there was a ton of injuries in the secondary for the Chargers, and it did not matter. It took some fumble ruski bullshit just to get a lucky touchdown from Tyreek Hill to even remotely have a chance for the Dolphins. 
I don't like Tua. I think he throws a terrible ball. Yep. I've been saying it. He throws ducks, throws lollipops. <laughs> yeah. I think they got to uh, re. They suck on the road. They got to go through some things because it's back to back weeks where San Francisco kind of did the same thing where they're dropping yes. the, the linebackers deep and taking away where they're wanting to throw it. I mean, they got to either start establishing the run or like um, throw some underneath stuff yeah. in front of the linebackers and make the linebackers make plays. So we'll see. I, I'm pretty sure that they'll kind of uh, figure it out and bounce back. But I, I, I love the NFL. I love betting the NFL when it goes well. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Something about, I mean, just with anything, but. It's like there's some games where it's like you just know. The Rams, I, I, I knew it. I knew it. I had It was so weird because it was not going their way the entire time. And I, like, typically, like, I'll know when a bet is fucked right off the bat. And it's like, okay, we're going to have to get lucky. The ball is going to have to drastically bounce our way to have a chance. That Rams game, it's kind of like the Browns against the Browns against the Buccaneers was my lock two, three weeks ago. And they win in overtime. That whole game, it's like I just felt like, the ball's going to bounce my way. Something's good. Like, I wasn't nervous. I don't know what it is about some of these NFL games. Um, all of these other games, immediately, Dolphins and Chargers, I was like, fucked. We're fucked. Zero chance, bad pick. They're talking about all these injuries in the secondary, and they're clamping Tyree Kill. Collins, where it's like, oh, my God, can you believe it? I'm like, okay, we have zero chance. <laughs> yeah, Emmanuel Acho looks like an idiot now, too. Acho. 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 That dude's retarded, bro. You're like our grandparents over there. Yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, no, I mean, he's just doing the same shit that they all do. No, and he came and apologized. Yeah, he's... he's it's, it's like, dude, what, what makes you even see that take because of one good game against the Ravens where he throws 500 yards and six touchdowns? Who, Tua? Yeah, and he's talking about... No, Tua's about, not that good. I've no, been he said that. that Herbert uh, was nowhere near. He was miles behind Tua. Yeah, that's crazy. That's... Ridiculous! It's one of the worst takes I've ever heard in my life. Two is surrounded yeah. by. He's got Terry Kill and Jalen. Two Waddle. is good though. No, yeah, he's not like he's terrible, not bad. But he's not on Justin. You think Herbert he's better so than Justin Herbert? No, it's not even yeah. close. I don't, dude. Think. If you, it's a lot of fucking, dude. He throws a bad deep ball. I haven't seen him lead Tyree Kill yet. Not saying he hasn't. I haven't seen him. It's a lot of underthrown balls. Yeah, he's not. I don't know what it is because he threw a goddamn perfect deep ball in the national championship. For Alabama. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I, it's kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like Tua. Of of that draft class, he's the worst one. Of those main, that main core. Yeah. Joe Burrow's better. Jalen Hurts is better. Justin Herbert's better. Who else? That was it, right? That was the main four, right? He's the worst of the four. Yeah. Do you disagree? You would take him over Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts is fucking no balling right Jaylen now. Jalen Hurts is a rip. Is a rip. I was big on Jalen Hurts. Everybody remembers. This year I was, I was too. Jalen Hurts. Do we? I don't <laughs> yeah. remember I was that. big on him this year too. No, I was big on him when he was drafted. Oh, uh, yeah. Were you? And everyone was like, oh, my God, they still got Wentz. I, mean, I said, Wentz is a fucking <laughs> bitch. I mean, we can definitely. I mean, it's all documented. We got to go. We got to go. I got to go listen back. Yeah, it's all documented. If you said it, it's there. But historically, I don't, yeah, think, no. I don't think you... Uh, Dude, Hurts should have won the Heisman if it weren't for Burrow. Okay. Well, he didn't because Burrow... He would have won it this year against that little bum that won it. <laughs> Caleb Williams? Yes. <laughs> I love... That was that was the funniest shit where his mom was like, I just love how humble he is. He has fuck Notre Dame on his nails. Utah. 
88. Well, he did it for Notre Dame, too. Did he really? Yeah. It's like, what do you mean his humbleness? Caleb Williams is a scumbag. They posted something about Max Duggan, (laughs) and um, they they posted something about Max Duggan, like, being Heisman caliber, and he just quote tweeted and said, LOL. Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck a dick. No, they... um, You're not humble. It was a video of... Doug and crying after yeah. losing. Yeah, that's what it was. And he's making fun of him. Yeah. yeah. Well, guess what? You lost too. I think he's Except mad you got because... fucking smashed by Utah. <laughs> and guess who was on Utah? Us. Both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I got a Caleb Williams jersey. He's a good yeah, player. Yeah, fuck him. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was extremely funny. He's in the category of um, Robert Griffin, Heisman winner. You're like... They need a change of trophy for those. <laughs> he got in some trouble. Oh, I heard about <laughs> oh, that. God, I saw that. He's so fucking bad at what he does. He's that. trying so hard to be blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, Jesus Christ. You see Steve Young's People, face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? I, we can't well, say I mean, it. Yeah, come on. Can't say it. Uh, you just wanted us to. No, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I heard about it. <laughs> and And it's like. It's like we can say what he meant to say. It's no, like, you can quote it's it. Like you, you can quote him. No, we can I'm say not. what we could say the word he meant to say. He meant to say bugaboo, like a bugaboo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he can, said the word that starts with a J, right. and he gets called an Uncle Tom. So, <laughs> um, it's like, but how do you? Oh and yeah, then the we picture, can't say that. But then the picture he posted where he was like apologizing. <laughs> Did you see the picture of him apologizing? No, I didn't. It's his, I was his face. He's like. It. That's the picture he yeah. uses. Oh, <laughs> like, like uh, Steve Young's face was hilarious. No, nah, I'm not gonna lie. Saying. I like Robert Griffin. In, in I don't the, like him uh, at all. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's horrendous. Him and sometimes Andre, he him and says Andre, some funny shit. Who is it? Andre Ward. Andre Ware. Whoever the hell yeah. it was. Andre. Uh, he was up there on the. He won the Heisman. He was up there. I was like, Jesus Christ. Worst, Andre worst. Ward's a boxer. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he just retired recently. Um, Andre Ware, worst play-by-play announcer in the history of college football. Oh, I hate him. So bad. It's like him it's like and his partner, they don't even watch it. They're but like, it's like, oh, they're, it's like they're biased, though. I feel like they're pulling for one team. That team will fumble and be like, oh, he was clearly down. Yeah. It's like, nope. He's clearly he's, not He's still down. running yeah. without the ball. No, I remember that shit started in COVID when they were um, streaming the, the yeah. commentators. Yeah. And I was like, man, maybe their maybe their screens are small or something because they're not seeing the same game no, yeah, I am. A, but it just continued after that. He is an uh, an absolute idiot uh, when it comes to play by play announcing. Um, so one and three on the week for me. Zero oh and three for you. Your first zero oh and three. You've been <laughs> doing your three conservative plays. We were both on the Dolphins and Giants. Uh, you were on the over forty four and a half Thursday night. Like you said, field goal fest. Yeah. Not really much to break down there. It's your first zero oh and three of the week. You're still sitting at twenty six, sixteen and two, seven, six and one in your locks of the week. I'm at thirty nine, thirty eight and one, seven and seven in my locks of the week. Uh, Joseph went two and two. He was on the Raiders home team getting points. I tried to tell him lions minus two and a half was a very good bet over 43 and a half Seahawks Panthers. I'm pretty sure they hit by a good margin chargers dolphins over 52 and a half. Um, what happened? Right. Something happened right in the beginning, long drive with a turnover or something happened where I was like, okay, over is not looking great. Uh, but regardless, you go two and two, 23, 31 and one, three, nine and one in your locks of the week. Bad look for the self-appointed NFL aficionado. Um, anything you have to say? No, no. I mean, would would y'all really have taken the Rams? I mean, would you have taken the uh, <clears throat> the Rams if they had, they played no, again? If, yeah, yeah. 10 no, out no, of 10 no, no. Times. Without Baker Mayfield, 
I did. I mean, you did, but I took him before like, he was on the before I even knew he was yeah, on the team. Yeah, you're right, but it's like I don't hate Walford. Walford. No, man, Walford's not good. Not bad. Then they just went he, toe to toe with the Seahawks stay in the then? week before. He hurt his neck. Is that what happened? I didn't see the beginning of the game. He's not bad. I thought yeah. Baker just came in. And Derek Carr sucks in the red zone. So yeah. bad. That oh, yeah, interception definitely. was fucking horrible. It was terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'll take him 10 out of 10 times. Home team getting points on a primetime game. Look at the Chargers. Um, so, speaking of a home team getting points on a primetime game, Thursday night, 49ers and Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks, plus three and a half at home. What are y'all thinking? Yeah, yeah I'm on it? that. Seahawks plus three and a half. All and, right, I'll uh, take the Seahawks. And I'm on the under. I want to take the 49ers. But I also don't – I'm not convinced with Purdy. All right, Purdy looks like a fucking, you know, unlike anything we've ever seen by Brock Purdy. Okay, yeah. And we say. watched him his whole career yeah, at Iowa State, State back yeah. when Justin bet on him well, to win a Heisman is, Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> this line is super fishy. It's it's to me reminds me of last week, the Lions and Vikings yeah. line. It shouldn't be three and a half. Are just so damn good. Geno Smith's not playing bad football. Well, Seattle just okay, so the Niners just just beat the absolute dog shit out of the Bucks, right? Yeah. The Seahawks just lost to Carolina. And it's like, yeah, I know Carolina was at home, but looking at this line. And looking at what just transpired, I, I would think it's like six. Yeah, I mean, at you least. would think it would be more. Yeah, but at home. And yeah, that's why I'm saying Seattle's man, getting Walker they value, back. They valued yes. the 12th man, and I think Brock Purdy and Dallas. would be rattled. Uh, yeah, DJ Dallas. What yes. you thought Purdy would see against Tampa last week, I think he'll see this week against Seattle. And Yeah, proud. so when he came in, when Garoppolo got hurt, were they at home? Yeah. So this is his first road test. Yeah. And it's a tough one. Yeah, it's, that's it's a, why I think the line's where it's at, and it's there. It's there for a reason. So yeah, I'm going um, Seahawks. I'm also on the under. Okay. Um, all right, there you go. A consensus on Thursday: Seattle plus three and a half. Um, I didn't add anything this past week, and I had been having success. <clears throat> I've been having success adding plays to my card, so I could potentially do that. Currently, I only have four total plays. Um, my next one is going to be, so we do have three plays on Saturday. Yeah. Um, do y'all have anything for Saturday? Who's playing on that day? You got noon, you have the Colts and Vikings, uh, 3.30 of the Ravens and Browns, then 7.15 you got the Dolphins and Bills. Oh, my locks on um Saturday. Okay, mine is as well. I have, um, I'm going Bills, minus seven and a half. <coughs> mm. It's going to be a, if they can even score 10, because yeah. it's going to be a snowstorm. Oh, is it? I was oh, just yeah. thinking. Four we, to seven inches of snow. Nice. I was just thinking we haven't had a snowball yet. I well, love, if they I don't move games. it again. Yeah. You know? I like the Bills. Typically, they, the Dolphins there's always can't play least, in cold weather. I mean, it's going to be tough for them to sling the ball around for sure. Yeah. Uh, two is Hawaiian. He's not used to it. I think this is um, a Bills revenge game. They had players passing out in Miami or whatever. Now it's going to be the opposite for the Dolphins. Yeah. They're going to freeze out. Tua can't throw the deep ball, as we know. He's definitely not going to be able to throw it in the cold. Okay, I'm going to take the Jaguars plus four and a half at home against the Cowboys. Four and a half feels like too many points. Um, mm. I don't I don't think it's an overreaction of the Cowboys nearly losing to the Texans. I think, um, I think Jacksonville is on the precipice of being a, a good team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think next year 
another another year of uh, Lawrence and um, it'd be Doug interesting Peterson. to see if they could get um a little bit more some threats there and and at receiver, you know, Calvin Ridley. Oh yeah, Calvin but Ridley. Maybe in Christian the draft. Kerr. I mean, there's gonna be yeah, there's gonna be some players, man. No, yeah, I think they're close. I think they're close. So, uh, but I don't think they're a bad team. They're they're one of those middle of the pack, like not that bad teams. So I'm taking the Jaguars plus four and a half at home. And then I have two more plays, one being my lock. You doing your three again? Um, yeah. So you have one more. Before the lock. What is it? Um I'm going with the Titans plus three mm. against the Chargers. I'm on the I, opposite side of that. I would, yeah. So per, I'm not on it. So, but I would lean. I would lean Chargers. I feel like the. I don't know though. Well, I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why they stopped giving the ball to Derrick Henry. He had almost 100 yards in the first quarter. And the I don't, turning point of that game was um, where Henry fumbled. Yeah. Okay, but still. Yeah. They didn't. He didn't even hardly touch it in the second no. quarter. Yeah, he but had no, three he carries. was dominating, and I think he had almost 100 yards. I know the Chargers are probably getting some guys back. Yeah, it worries me a little bit at home. They have turned it around. It was looking like they were going to like be in line for Sean Payton very soon, which they very well still may be. But they're right there in the playoff mix now. Yeah, but so is Tennessee. Yeah, they yeah. are. But what have they done? What are they – like what have their recent – they've, they've I mean, dropped they've the dropped last three few, in right? a row. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm betting on them. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'm on Chargers. They got their guys back on offense. It looked like – they figured it out. I mean, granted, it was against Miami, but it's just I, I like know. Herbert. Tennessee a lot. is just struggling to score the ball. My God, yeah. But the Chargers do surrender a lot of rushing yards. Yeah, that's true. That's going to be key here. I think. I think the Titans are. I mean, you're going to need a big here. game. You're going to need a big game from Henry. Yeah, which you very you very well may get. Um, okay, I. Gonna do this, I guess. I am going to take the Lions plus one. Plus? Yeah. Me too. Um the Jets defense is very good. Like really good. Robert Sala has carried over what he did in, in uh San Francisco and brought it with him to New York. Uh Mike White or Wright, whatever the fuck his last name is, got banged up. He is questionable. Probably will play if I had to guess. I mean, he was taken to the hospital. Out of precaution. Oh. Um, But the Lions, man. They're good. Getting Jamison Williams back is a big deal for the Lions because they are already moving the ball pretty well. If DeAndre Swift can get going. Um, DJ Chark's playing very well. Yeah, you got Chark, but you got Amonra St. Brown. You, they and then now you add another guy who can take the top off the defense in Jamison Williams. We saw him score his first touchdown on his first catch. I think that um, well, so will weather be a play in this one? It'll as be far cold. as I saw, no snow. But no. You, Buffalo is also in New York. It's like how big of a snowstorm is this going to be? Um, I saw no snow, but it'll be cold. It'll feel like twenty six. The Lions are used to playing indoors. That worries me on the road. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take the Lions. The Lions defense played well last week, so I'm taking them as well. Give me Detroit plus one. I think Dan Campbell's gonna have him fired up. He likes these type of games. Well, it was looking like he was on the hot seat and was gonna potentially be fired, yeah. and then they completely have made a turnaround. Mm-hmm. So 
when they needed it most. So yeah, I, I, somehow they rushed to fire everybody. I mean, the Saints should definitely fire their coach after one season. But <laughs> yes. yeah, I mean they've won but, four I mean, out of the last. They're talking about part. firing Lovey Smith. Yeah, I mean, Houston. I'd like to see him. Well, they're roster. See what is, he can do when he drafts whoever they're going to yeah, draft. Probably Bryce Young. So let That's him. That's who I would draft. Oh, I'll be shocked if he doesn't go first. I'll be absolutely yeah. shocked. Um, yeah, give him at least a year. You gotta, you gotta let him try to develop him. Yeah, they don't have anybody right now. What do you expect? Did you expect them to bring you to the playoffs this year? It, uh, yeah, I agree. That doesn't make sense. Dennis Allen, he's a sack of shit. He got handed. He didn't get handed the Houston Texans. Yeah, he got handed the fucking uh, a quality roster and has just driven it into the ground and then taken a big ass shit on it. So fuck Dennis Allen. Uh, but the Lions have won four out of their last five. The one loss was 28-25 to Buffalo. So they've turned it around big time. Yeah. The Lions are plus one. Yes. They were minus one today. Yeah, I mean, I, I, saw, I, saw. I, saw, I see even. I've, I, I, haven't even <clears> seen, <throat> I haven't seen minus one at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, regardless, it's going to flip. It, it, I mean, that's not like a Yeah, I, a I had it at minus one, so um, I'm definitely taking plus one. All right, so I have just my lock left. So do you? Yeah. Okay. All righty, our most important bets of the week for the NFL, our locks of the week. I'm taking the Browns minus two and a half on Saturday. I'm interested to see what you think because you said yours is on Saturday as well. The Ravens have quarterback issues. This is Deshaun Watson's third game now. Um at some point, they got to start figuring it out, but they have a very good defense. This is a divisional game. Uh, give me the Browns. Minus two and a half at home. They'll be jacked up. I think Deshaun Watson's got to eventually start getting things clicking a little bit. They spent a lot of money, and he's touched a lot of masseuses to fucking be yeah. able to still play in this league yeah, and yeah. not start putting points on the board. So a lot of quarterback issues going on in Baltimore. I don't know if Lamar Jackson's back. I haven't seen anything really indicating that he is. I know Tyler Huntley got hurt as well. I'm taking the Browns minus two and a half. Uh, a point total at 38 and a half. So a very low point total. Um, well, yeah, pretty low. Um, yeah, my lock of the week, Browns, minus two and a half. Yeah, that's where I'm going, Browns. For your lock? Yeah. Okay, for what I just said? Yeah, I think Watson kind of showed a little bit with the running. I think they got to <laughs> run them more. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, man. What It's been kind of bad luck, I guess, for him showing up when he did because then Cleveland's rushing attack kind of yeah it's really slowed down a lot yeah, it diminished so um maybe they can get the running game going and we'll see but I think Watson plays better I think they start to gel a little bit here and then like you said the Ravens I don't know we'll see yeah four weeks left right three three weeks left well two after this one Okay, so three weeks left. Justin Jefferson needs around 400 yards to break the uh, yardage record, which is remarkable. Yeah, he's, he's an incredible player. He's got exactly 1,500 yards. That's not if he. I mean, if he goes for 200 one game, it's not out well, of the he question. He just did this yeah, well, weekend. If, well, if he does it again, I mean, he's at 1,500. He needs around 400. What it's like, right around 2,000 was the record, I think, when it Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, if he broke that, what is it? His third year. Fourth year max. Yeah, something like Jamar, top ten. Jamar Chase's second year, so it's yeah. his third year. He's already top ten in Vikings receiving yards history. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. And they had some good ones. Randy Moss, Chris Carter. He damn just passed up Chris Carter. 
<laughs> no, um, all right, no. Joseph, what is your lock of the week? Uh, Saints minus four at home. Ugh. Desmond Ritter, first start in the yeah, dome. Yeah, you ever heard of RG3? Yeah. Yeah. I like, or who I, I else like our defense. Or, uh, rookie quarterbacks on their first start fucking yeah. torch us. Um, I like our defense against Ritter and the Falcons. Godspeed on that one. Uh, you will not see me bet the Saints for the rest of the year. Won't yeah, I'll probably never bet them again. I mean, I will not do it. There's been sharp money on the Saints the last, like, eight weeks in a row, and I don't think they've covered. Well, they covered against the Bucks, Tampa. That was, they, like, the first one then. That was a sick way to lose a game. Yeah. Um, all right, so to recap, Thursday night I'm taking Seattle plus three and a half. I have the Jaguars plus four and a half. The Lions plus one on the road. Tread lightly, and I'm taking the Browns minus two and a half as my lock of the week. I'm on um, the Seahawks plus three and a half. I'm going with the Titans plus three, and then I'm taking the Browns minus two and a half at home on Saturday as my lock of the week. Thursday night, I'm going Seahawks plus three and a half and the under 43 and a half. I'm going Bills minus seven and a half. Lions plus one. Chargers minus three. And Saints at home as my lock of the week minus four. All righty. You got anything to say before we go? Gotta, we got to uh, finish strong here. Indeed. First week of bowl games. We'll see. A bad week in the NFL means a bounce back week is on the horizon. Uh, Joseph, do you have anything to say before we go? Good luck. All right, episode 137 is in the books. It's our best bets for college football and the NFL. If you're out there listening right now and you want to help us out, hit subscribe. Tell a friend about the podcast. Stop paying those schmucks out there that are not actually betting their games and just telling you a bunch of bullshit. We're handing you out winners for free, 13-2 and in his college football locks of the week, but you want to go out there and pay people who don't have a clue what they're doing. Y'all have a good one. Who dat? The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless... That perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it.